Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Thursday. It is the 27th of October. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Federal and state officials say they've uncovered a multi-million dollar theft ring targeting meatpacking plants in Iowa and five other Midwestern states. Terry Wagner is the sheriff in Lancaster County, Nebraska. He says his department found empty trailers stolen from a Grand Island beef packer last summer. He says in many instances it appears men drove into an area in a semi-tractor and hooked it up to a trailer that had been loaded with frozen meat. They knew what to look for, they knew where to look, where trailers would be staged for transport, and they would just uh, drive in, hook up to a trailer, and take off. The sheriff says federal investigators used electronic surveillance to track three semi-tractor trailers with more than half a million dollars worth of stolen meat to Florida last Thursday. So far, three Miami men have been arrested. The Black Student Union at Grinnell College is calling on campus and community officials to create a safer environment for black students and faculty. IPR's Kendall Crawford reports this comes after a surge of racial harassment in the community. More than a dozen cars and some campus signs were vandalized with racial slurs earlier this month. But Black Student Union member Loyal Terry says students of color have long felt fear in the rural area. He says the blatant racism has deteriorated his mental health. He says it's hard to focus on school when he fears for his safety. We need black full-time social workers on campus, right, that that can speak to the, the trauma that we're experiencing, and we need to feel empowered. BSU members are raising funds to help black students get support for trauma. Campus administration have responded with promises to install security cameras and a safe ride program. But Terry feels these safety measures haven't come fast enough. People who live in several Iowa City mobile home parks say fees continue to rise while services are being cut back. They want the management of Utah-based Haven Park communities to meet with them. Lori Van Allen lives at Modern Manor in Iowa City. She spoke to reporters yesterday. In what other rental agreement is this permissible? Manufactured home residents have few, if any, laws protecting them from the avarice demonstrated here. And yet, we own our homes. While many mobile home park residents own their own homes, they rent the lots their home sits on. Residents say since taking over, Haven Park continues charging more for lot rent. They say they've reduced maintenance, security, and no longer cut the grass. According to property records, Haven Park bought Modern Manor for $22 million in January. Modern Manor's manager was at the press conference yesterday but declined to speak. The vast majority of Iowa's public sector unions up for election this year voted to recertify. IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith reports. More than 90 percent of Iowa's public sector unions up for recertification got a yes from its workers. Rick Islander is president of AFSCME Iowa Council 61, which represents more than 18,000 employees who participated in the election. Clearly the state employees want their union. Moving forward, we hope we can negotiate with the state and trying to build some bridges with state government. Since 2017, Iowa law requires public union members to vote on whether to keep their union before their contracts are due to expire. 
The voting period for this year's election ended Tuesday, just ahead of the midterm election. Islander says forcing public sector unions to recertify before each contract takes away from the union's ability to be a voice in the election. Of the 40,000 eligible to vote this year, 381 or less than 1% voted against keeping their union. And former President Trump is coming back to Iowa. He'll speak in Sioux City next Thursday. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Third District Congresswoman Cindy Axney is the only Democrat in Iowa's D.C. delegation. This fall, she's running against Republican Zach Nunn for a third term in office as her party tries to hang on to its majority in the U.S. House. The midterms are often unkind to the party in power, but Axney is looking to gain momentum in the race by spotlighting the Supreme Court's decision on abortion. IPR's Grant Gerlach has the story. Congresswoman Cindy Axney makes her way through the Art Deco reception room of a distillery in the town of Osceola. A couple dozen voters have come out for a Tuesday evening meetup. As people pick up their drinks and settle around a table, Axney sets down a bottle of root beer. Well, thank you everybody uh, for coming out um, to the tailors. Uh, This part of southern Iowa is new to the redrawn 3rd District, which still includes the Des Moines Metro. So Axney introduces herself by running down a list of legislative wins, things like money for broadband and bridges and price caps on insulin in Medicare. I'm sick and tired of hearing that Iowans can't afford to pay their electric bills and take their full vial of insulin. But in the closing argument of her stump speech, Axney turns to the U.S. Supreme Court and the decision in June that eliminated federal protections for abortion rights. In the middle of the summer, half this country woke up and their rights were taken away. If you have a son and a daughter, all of a sudden, your son had more rights than your daughter did. In a tight re-election race, Axney has honed in on abortion access as a key issue in her campaign against Republican State Senator Zach Nunn. Other leading topics like inflation and gas prices favor Republicans, but many Democrats see the decision overturning Roe v. Wade as an issue that could prevent a red wave from taking over the House. For weeks, Axney's campaign ran one ad after another like this one, repeating a moment from a Republican primary debate back in May. Should all abortions be illegal in this country? Hand up if you say yes. In the clip, Zach Nunn raises his hand, appearing to support a total abortion ban. In a debate with Axney that aired on KCCI-TV, Nunn was asked to clarify his position. I am pro-life. I support the mother and the baby. And we've voted repeatedly here in Iowa to provide exceptions for the health of the mother, something my opponents lied about repeatedly. In the State House, Nunn has supported mandatory abortion waiting periods. He also voted for the so-called heartbeat bill that would ban abortions in Iowa after six weeks, with exceptions for rape, incest, and medical emergencies. That law remains blocked in court. In the same debate, Nunn said any future decisions on abortion limits should only be made at the state level, not in Congress. The reality is is that here, after the Dobbs case, under the 10th Amendment of the Constitution, it returns back to the states and by default to us, the Iowans. Axney says she favors federal action to preserve abortion rights. She's voted twice to pass a bill in the House that would bar states from passing strict abortion laws. Because that state senator or state representative up in Sioux City has no right to tell some woman here in Osceola what she can do with her health care decisions or how she's supposed to manage her family. 
Abortion is an issue that goes against the political current of the midterms. Grandview University political science professor Brian McQuaid says that's what makes it so important to the outcome of not only the third district race, but also deciding the balance of power in the House. McQuaid says Axney faces an uphill climb for re-election. President Joe Biden's approval rating is poor, and Republicans tend to show greater turnout in midterms. Republicans are very, very motivated to vote this year. They're angry about inflation. They're angry with Biden. They're angry about the student loan announcement. Axney needs to drive Democratic turnout, especially in Polk County, in order to close the gap that Zach Nunn is likely to build in the rest of the 3rd District. McQuaid says abortion is an issue that could do that. At her meet and greet in Osceola, Axney spelled out the fact that her fate in the 3rd District could help determine whether Democrats are able to hold their narrow House majority. And we have four members that serve in what should be Republican seats. This is an R plus 3 seat. I'm one of the four. If Democrats do win back the House, Axney says her first priority is to codify Roe v. Wade. I'm Grant Gerlock, IPR News. This is Iowa Public Radio's Here First. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Michael Leland.